So a lot is happening right now. You have Boris Johnson making an apology for the Partygate scandal. You have Christopher Chope pushing the vaccine damage bill. You have Shanghai residents revolting over the dystopian zero COVID policy. And welcome to episode 17 of the Radical English Gentleman podcast. Today, we are not actually joined by guests. It's just me today. So what is going on? If I'm in your ears or eyes, I appreciate you being here. Absolute legend. I did actually have a guest. However, due to certain complications, it's not... He, he couldn't come, so it's completely fine. But thank you for being here. Really appreciate you all. So first of all, I want to start off by talking about Boris Johnson and Partygate because people, this is such a big story. And the reason it annoys me why it's a big story is I appreciate, you know, there were people whose families were on the deathbed. They couldn't visit them. I completely understand that. And that is atrocious. And that should have never been a thing. And that's why shout out to Ron DeSantis who just passed legislation protecting patients rights meaning that will never happen again so it's all well and good Keir Starmer saying oh it's awful isn't it that people couldn't see their family when they're in hospital yeah well, what the fuck are you doing about it mate are you passing legislation like Ron DeSantis anyway I'm already I'm already in the ranting mood and we've only been a few minutes in so the, the, the reason the party gate thing annoys me, one, there's a major, major policies going through right now, which are, which are so crazy, like the online safety bill, the vaccine damage bill, a lot of things, right? And that's, that's not getting coverage. The second thing is the fact that people thought the people who are making the decisions were not, were actually following them. So I'll give you an example. The government... The government, right, came out and was like, right, you know, we've got to shut down your business, blah, blah, blah. We've got to shut down this. We've got to shut down that. No MP had, like, their kind of wage capped or removed, right, during lockdown. So while the people in Parliament were actually making decisions on people's lives, their their wallet was not affected at all. And this is kind of a broader point that the notion that the people who make legislation, who make law... Well, it wasn't a lot of it was just emergency, um, emergency legislation. But uh, the the notion that kind of people in power actually follow their own rules is ridiculous, and that's why I find it so ironic that there's this. Oh my goodness, Boris Johnson had a party. He broke lockdown rules, and it's like no shit, mate. No shit. When they're shutting down businesses and they're not even losing one quid off their salary, you really think they're following the other rules? And the, the other thing I want to talk about with the whole Partygate scandal is, and this is this is a view which not many people want to talk about, and I'm going to because this is the Radical English Gentleman, Free Speech 101, come on. Um, and that is the fact that it shows how the narrative that COVID is super deadly, which was pushed by the government. Remember Boris Johnson's speech, people are going to die. Everyone got terrified, right? That whole, that whole campaign, right? on COVID being deadly disease and, you know, you, you, you're going to probably die if you get it and there was no nuance at all in it and, you know, numerous things of that nature. Sorry. Oh, fuck's sake. I was having... Sorry, I'm having problems with the microphone jack. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Anyway, pretty much th- that... What am I... Oh, I've lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. If you're listening, you're going to be like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So my my point is, right, Throughout all of this, oh my days, I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh, I was, I was in a good flow there. I, ha- I had my juices coming in my brain. I was talking good, and I've, I've just completely lost what I was saying. But I guess what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is, 
it's just ludicrous how people thought that what was put in legislation and what was actually in place by people in parliament that the people in parliament did not follow like i'm telling you if if people in parliament when they locked everyone down and wrecked small business when they done that if their paycheck was half because of that then it would have never happened right now i just remember what i was talking about so yeah th this is the thing i'm talking about so the the way that it was perpetuated that covid was extremely dangerous you're gonna die if you get it all of that no nuance completely binary you're sensitive if you don't talk about it it, it br and brings up the fact if covid was so deadly and boris johnson was saying that grandma's gonna die you're gonna die your friends are gonna die why the hell would he meet up with people and go against everything he said so, so I, just, I just want just literally just sit back and think about this right why the hell did boris johnson go against his own policy when he said it was a deadly deadly disease and i'll tell you why it's because a lot of what he was saying he did not believe and that's going to be that's going to be a mind explosion right and it, it's true there was pressure for him to do it and one of the biggest pressures was the fucking labor party keir starmer the one and only cunt who was saying you know L lock us down you, you need to do more you're reckless right so th they had all this pressure to do stuff and then obviously he locked us down and all this shit and that was because of the pressure it wasn't because he actually believed it so like the ironic thing is there were so many mps there was sean bailey there were, i know he's a mayor but i think is he a mayor? i'm pretty sure he's mayor. or he's running i'm pretty out of touch in london but there's all these people who disobey the rules yet they're saying how deadly covid is and it's like do you actually believe that or are you just saying that because if you're willing to meet up with your friends dance have a drink party how how the hell are you going to tell me that COVID's a deadly disease? And it's a broader point. And by the way, I just want to make this clear. COVID can be absolutely atrocious. I know people who've got it awful. No people who died from it. Like it is, it like it can be a truly awful disease. However, for people, for young people, anyway, it's an extremely mild illness. Um, many, many, you know, uh, high up epidemiologists have said, in fact, like, Flu kills more kids. Like Jay Bhattacharya of Stanford University said that the flu kills more kids each year than COVID. So like the notion that COVID is dangerous to kids is like such a debate. But anyway, my point is, isn't it just so ironic how we, th this whole narrative is c being ignored, uh, completely ignored when it comes to Partygate? It's simply. He broke, he broke the rules. Isn't he awful? And while that is true, why is there no addressing of why he broke the rules and like what that actually meant? Because Keir Starmer, I'm just so fed up with him. I'm just sick to death of that cunt. And I, I did say I generally prefer Boris Johnson to Keir Starmer because Boris Johnson, there is the leverage, right? We're not going to go into a... Well, we might actually go into another lockdown and we'll be addressing that in the future with Boris Johnson. But with Keir Starmer, there's always the possibility. So that, that's that's kind of my view on Partygate. Take it or leave it. You'll probably hate my view on it because you'll be like, oh, you're an idiot. You know, how can you, you know, let Boris Johnson walk away like that? Like, you've got to attack him and stuff. And I do attack him, but it's just one. It's ironic how people think that it's, it's a surprise and like, oh shit, Boris Johnson actually broke the rules, which he set himself. Oh, 
So, oh no, what? That's so awful. I, I, I didn't realize people in higher power would actually break their own rules. Oh my goodness. And then you got fucking Keith Starmer, the cheek of him to say, oh, you, you, people couldn't visit their relatives. Like he's the same kind who would be like in favor of enforcing that rule. So until I see Keir Starmer do proper reparations in actual legislative push, the things, I don't know, like having like patients care act like in in florida i'm i don't care when he when he says there should have been no one left with their loved ones when boris johnson broke the rules himself you you mean nothing if you're not willing to stand up for those people and actually give them actual rights for the future to stop that happening in the future you're just talking out thin air because it's one thing to say a problem it's another thing to bring up a solution and actually do something so yeah that's my view on party gate it's a controversial one and I think there's like far bigger issues going in, which is actually happening right now, like the vaccine damage bill. So the COVID COVID vaccine damage bill, the security of the secretary of state must before the end of the period of 30 days of the beginning with the day on which the act is passed, appoint a current former high court judge to lead in an independent review of the disablement of COVID-19 vaccinations administered in the United Kingdom. So pretty much this is really brilliant because there's been no talk of this. No one wants to talk about it. No, I mean, there's a few MPs. But there's no one wants to actually address this because pretty much what you have right now, I believe it's if you're 50% disabled. Oh, wait, no, here we go. So the Efficiency of the Vaccine Damage Payments Act of 1979 and regulators made under it, including a particular that 60% disablement threshold under Section 114 of the Act. So pretty much if you're like... If you're 60% disabled from the COVID vaccine, you can get reparations. But if you don't get that, you can't get reparations. And that's shocking because let's say, I don't know, I take the vaccine. Um, I know my right arm stops, wor stops working and I have a few seizures. Uh, but I can get, you know, I can somewhat operate in life. I can't get reparations for that. And there hasn't been one. No, th this is disturbing. There hasn't been one person in the UK who has had reparations for vaccine damage and it's 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 a topic which no no mp wants to talk about apart from christopher chope so i have so much respect for christopher chope pushing this because right now th this should be a big story right there's been over a thousand people who have applied for reparations already and that that statistic i know from about five months ago so right now it's probably maybe two three thousand right and it it could be in the tens of thousands because that's the only people who've actually filed. There could be people in the process. There could be people who don't know how to, you know, this. And when you look at the yellow card reporting system, you know, there's half a million reports and that's underreported um, according to the MRHA. So, you know, the, like the people do get injured from this vaccine, right? And no one wants to say that. So Christopher Chope, and I'm actually going to try to get him on the podcast. I would love to talk to him. It'd be incredible. So pretty much the review must consider the rate and extent of disablement caused by each type of COVID-19 vaccine offered in the United Kingdom. So this is an important one because as I was saying, there's been over half a million reports of adverse reactions. There's been, I believe, 1.4 million reported reactions. Um, so having some clarity, having an investigation into that is is brilliant because that if if that goes through and you know they outline the average of a normal vaccine 
um adverse reactions and then they you really document it hand out to the public that will be amazing and i'd be you know i'd be fucking that would give me so much clarity so much safety on the on my views of the current situation with the vaccine and i'd feel a lot more safer personally however is that going to happen highly doubt it um the second one the effectiveness of medicines and healthcare products regulating agency monitoring of such side effects and the national health service and government response to such monitoring so that's pretty much the mrha website which is the yellow card reporting system so pretty much a kind of address of the amount of reports to that of adverse reactions to the vaccine which is again brilliant and i would love to see that happen because again it would give me clarity it would help a lot of people out there who do have concerns about it and this bill which christopher trope is pushing is an extremely is extremely brave to do right and and the reason i say it's extremely brave to do is he's doing something that no mp wants to do right because any mp who does this they know they're going to get smeared they know they're going to get called crazy things and that moves me on to a atrocious article by the independent and this is actually a new segment called fake news of the week which i'm starting where pretty much every week i might do a separate little podcast maybe a video it's going to be basically fake news of the week so this week's fake news of the week it wasn't actually this week but it was thursday the 31st of march so the independent come out and say anti-science extremist Tory MP shut down for claiming COVID jabs disaster in the making. So first of all, it's an out of quote. Um, it's an out of context quote. He made a massive thing and he pretty much said that with a bunch of other stuff, but they just quoted him as that. And they basically go on to say a Tory MP has been called an anti-science extremist, basically accused of trumping a discredited conspiracy theory that the vaccines, um, it doesn't even say anything, just as the vaccines. Uh, so Chris Crope has been shut down by MPs, campaigner, experts, and comments made on Thursday was branded as ridiculous and offensive. So the first of all, like, first of all, they're saying he's an anti-science extremist. So this is this is the perfect um story by the independent, fake news 101. If you want fake news, go to the independent website. I guarantee you can find something. <laughs> This is a great example of why no MP wants to push this because within a matter of, you know, days of, uh, you know, a conference, not a conference, a hearing in Parliament, you know, you get called an anti-science extremist. And that has, that has a lot of ripple effects because, you know, there'll be tens of thousands of people who read this. Anyway, what they're going to say is the Conservative veteran said in Parliament, does my right honourable gentleman accept there is an NHS treatment disaster in the making in the fact that there may be more than 10,000 or more people who have suffered serious injury or even death as a result of the COVID-19 vac vaccination. And while that he did say that, he also said before that, and this is key, the whole point he's trying to make is there hasn't been an address of it so this is a disaster in the making because there's been no address of it. So, we, And he actually goes and says before that, that, you know, they're safe and effective, they've helped majority of people and everything of that nature. But obviously they don't include that because it is the fucking independent. Um, so th this is just kind of an example of why, um, since why like when newspapers like the independent do this it really stops public debate and i believe it might be the first of april that is the there is the official reading of it 
of the bill which i'm talking about now and that's going to be really good because that's going to pretty much address a lot of concerns and it's going to mean that there's going to be more publicity on it and i don't know how they're going to deal with this because most people don't even know about this but <clears throat> because there's going to be this weird dynamic where mainstream outlets aren't going to want to admit that people have been damaged from the vaccine so there's almost going to be some crazy somehow they're going to have to not cover it or they're just going to have to completely defame christopher trope and any mp who indulges any anything remotely in this right so watch out for that so basically what he's asking for is the review must assess the cost and benefit of providing compensation to all persons who have been disabled by the covid19 vaccine administered in the united kingdom without the need to establish fault in the making assessment the review must have regard the effects of providing such compensation for public confidence in vaccination programs in the united kingdom the independent person must report a on review the report must may make recommendations of legislative or policy change the security of state must before the end of the period of 90 days are beginning with the day which is the independent person is appointed before parliament the report under subsection i don't actually know what that means but pretty much there could be a reform to the vaccine damage bill and that will mean that the people who have been vaccine damaged so far will get compensation because if if you take the vaccine and you're told safe and effective and you take the vaccine and you do have an adverse reaction and obviously with anything if you give everyone peanuts someone's going to have an adverse reaction but if you are told it's safe and effective and you take it under the pretext of that and you have an adverse reaction you must be compensated by the state because it is the state who is telling you to take the substance you do and it boom so it it's not controversial at all i think it's brilliant what he's doing shout out to christopher chope shout out to the actual courage to do it right like not a lot of people do but anyway i want to go into the next story and that is the ukrainian war so for anyone who doesn't know pretty much there were soldiers from the uk who went over to ukraine my view on it is to be honest if if they want to go over i've got no problem with it i think there's freedom of movement all for that many people think they're complete idiots you could argue they are idiots. I I I don't really have an opinion on it. I'd say I'd say I think if if they if you have a strong call into it and you are willing to, I don't think you're an idiot to be honest. Because you know everyone has their calling in life, and for some people, I guess it's going over to Ukraine. And but anyway, the story pretty much is two British men reportedly captured by Russian forces while fighting in Ukraine have appeared on Russian state TV appealing to Boris Johnson for help. So this raises a question, should should kind of they have gone over there in the first place? Because if if things go wrong now they're putting strain on our government to you know pay money, communicate with Russia, multiple other things. And the only reason that is happening is because they out of their own choice went over and actually fought. So my view on it is this is a good point of why maybe what they've done was completely stupid because now we're going to have to pay money, taxpayer money, to bail them out. So they're costing, you know, regular people money, technically. So, I get, yeah, actually, I'll retract what I said. I think they are a bit of idiots because now they're costing us. And that the work which could be done on other things, but instead it's 
to bail out soldiers who went out of their own choice to Ukraine. Like, to be honest, I don't think it should be our priority at all to save the troops. Sounds brutal, yeah. I don't I don't think it should be our priority at all to, to save them and get them back here because they went out on their own initiative and while they could have been stupid, they could have been deluded. Like, no one, I guess, it's just, it's, I feel sorry for their families, but I guess it's their own priority, you know? If they can somehow... Gets enough money together. I don't go fund me. I don't know. I mean, tell me what you think about this. You know, in the comments or message me. I'll be interested because is is an interesting story. Um, don't want to spend too long on it. I, I, it's yeah, it is a difficult one. I don't know. I think stupid for going out there. But then again, I do think like if if you go out there and you generally do help, then the argument would be. You know, it was good you went out there because you helped. Um, I guess I'm all for people going out there, but if they want help from the government back, then no, I don't think they should get it, to be honest. Because they went out there on their own after many people said not to. And now... that. But then again, ah, oh, it is a difficult one. Anyway, I want to go back. Go to what? One, a big story. So Shanghai residents revolt over covid lockdowns for anyone who doesn't know pretty much who china have gone absolutely insane again basically locking everyone down you have people screaming from their homes freedom all of this sorry my throat is so <coughs> you have people screaming from their homes freedom and and the, the thing i find ironic about this is just the the political shift from you know itv news being like oh isn't it awful the uh Chinese government are now locking people down. Isn't it so awful? The authoritarianism is just is it's just atrocious. And it's like, here we go again. You were you like the same people who do this are the same people who literally praised, you know, zero COVID policy in China, Australia, like all these insane places. And now they're coming out and being like, oh, isn't it awful that they're still in lockdown? Is and you do see a massive shift in the mainstream media view on kind of China, which I just think is absolutely pathetic. My view on it is it it's awful, isn't it? And that that's what you get. And the the people of Shanghai are rising up. They've had enough. They've had enough of authoritarianism. The boot of the state is beginning to crumble and you know 26 million people are getting pissed there's already a multiple outburst where they're like fuck the police i'm not fucking staying in my home any longer i'm starving i need to work i need to make money i'm not you're not locking me in my house like a two-year-old i'm an adult with a human i'm a human being with a consciousness and needs to live my fucking life get the fuck out of my life you know that is kind of the attitude i think from a lot of people in shanghai and it is getting violent because you know they get these tiny food parcels in the door and it's just like th this is dependency and w when a lot of libertarians say the state sh helping people increases dependency on the state and leads to a ripple effect of a worse society while you could disagree with that in multiple ways this is a great example of how that is the case you know like they get carrots through the door. They get onions through the door. Like, they're getting everything dependent on the state. So, when you have people who are dependent on the state, you are not free because you're... The way you live is dependent on a higher power tell, 
giving you things so so you're going to do everything to kind of obey that higher power so you can get things however if you're free that that is not a thing so i think it's, it is a good example of just kind of how you know I, I really think independence being independent is so key and that's why when i'm older i'd really do want to like grow my own food and shit because i think like not being dependent on the state I mean, you say that state, I guess it is private companies like supermarkets and stuff, but <coughs> even that, like if shit hits the fan, you know, who who's going to be the ones who are, you know, cruising? Who's going to be the ones who actually know what they're doing? It's going to be people who are self-sustaining. And, you know, that could be solar panels, that could be farming, that could be cows, you know, milk, like you got milk, you got, so you got cheese waffling here but i think it being independent is very very underrated and we're so we have such a soft society where it's like we're so soft that people order food to their houses you know what i mean like with that soft we we've got to a point where people are so kind of privileged and lazy that even like even um eating food is so going to get food is an absolute privilege because i mean most people in the world couldn't even dream about being able to just get food whenever you want right and the fact that we're so privileged and soft that now we can order food to our houses so it's got to the point when we're not even we're not even going to the place to get the food it's actually coming to us because we're so lazy we don't even do anything to produce the food and then when the food is produced we're so lazy we don't even want to get the food we have to get it sent to us i mean you could that is just ridiculous i think i'm a, i'm i'm not that for like delivery to be honest like um i mean i've, I've been a delivery driver for fucking ages but i realize there are obviously people who do need to get things delivered to the house like you know if you're disabled you've certain mental issues i appreciate it must be a lifesaver because or if like you're depressed you can't get out of bed like that there is a lot of people who you wouldn't think you might just think oh they're lazy but actually they're suffering like a lot but having said that there are just a lot of people who are just lazy as fuck who you know we're just ordering just just buckets of food and just and the, the fact that we live in a society where like people order food like that is just i just think it's crazy to be honest like people in africa literally have to walk miles and miles and miles just so they can get some clean water and we're out here we can't even be bothered to walk you know we can't even be bothered to go to mackie's we have to get it ordered to our house you know what i mean like it's that kind of ridiculous um and that that's a wider issue i think about kind of um the instant gratification culture which we live in which is perpetuated through social media i think you know instant boom like boom text you you know that instant and i sound like a bit of an old man right now but i think it is true like i think and that that's another broader thing to health like with actual health like people's health like i'm saying like a lot like so much of bad health i think is to do with this culture where it's like sit at home order mackies with your phone go on your phone that's kind of the society which is becoming the uk and that's why when you look at me when you go to kind of 40 year olds i think 60 percent of like 40 year olds and over are like are obese and it is a major rising thing and it's only going to get worse but i, I want to talk i'm not going to go into that because that's a very big topic but 
And I'm in contact with a nutritionist to get him on the podcast because I think that'd be a great chat. Um, but yeah, pretty much with this story, I went on a massive tangent there. On Monday, the nationwide caseload topped 13,000 for a second day. And pretty much they, ca- they can't contain it. So they're trying zero COVID. They're trying to be authoritarian, have the boot of the state on everyone's neck, but it's not working. And the people are revolting and they're easing up. So shout out to the people of Shanghai. So it, that's that's it for this this episode. I really appreciate you all coming. I, I know it's only, it's been another solo episode. I really appreciate if you have enjoyed it because I know that it might be less engaging because it's just me waffling and ranting about all sorts. Thank you for letting me be in your ear. If you're playing Xbox, going on a workout, driving your car, walking your dog, you know, having a bath, having a shower like on your computer anything thank you for listening really do appreciate it we've got some major guests coming soon it's it's very difficult getting in contact with a lot of guests that's my problem right now i'm in contact with a lot of guests but it's arranging official dates and times which is the problem but i've got massive aspirations been in big talks i'm planning to do live events at episode 30 i will keep you updated follow reg podcast if you're interested in coming to the live event hopefully it'll be free um um, it'll probably be like I'll hire out a place. I'm gonna have maybe some live music, do a live podcast, do a Q and A. Like I think it'd be fucking incredible. I don't know how it's work. I don't know the logistics, how much it's gonna cost, anything. But that's what I want to do anyway. Um, give it the five stars if you listen to Spotify. Fucking love you. One thirty-five five stars. Come on. One TikTok, which is great as well. So follow us on TikTok at Reg Podcast. Or maybe it's at the Radical English Gentleman Podcast. It's in the about section to YouTube. You know, follow me on Instagram personally at Rory Jacobs if you do want to keep up with the best rants in the game. <laughs> I mean, I put random shit up there. But I appreciate all you sticking around. I know it, there's no guest again, which probably sucks for you guys. But I like I got a lot of a lot of podcasts coming up very soon. It's I've got a busy life right now. I'm doing a lot of shit, which is great. And I'm I'm saving up money to get more cameras. Really, I want to fucking put so much into this podcast. And the fact that you guys listen every week makes my fucking day. So thank you for being here. Fucking love you all. And also, we are on fucking iTunes finally. So if you could follow on iTunes and give it a rating. Oh, my goodness. If you give it a rating, it would help so much. We haven't got one rating yet because no one even knows I'm on iTunes yet. But, you know, if we can manage to somehow get to 30 ratings, like, on Spotify, that'd be insane. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Fucking love you all. You can catch me wherever, at Roy Jacobs, at Red Podcast, Red Podcast on YouTube. Give it that five stars for listening to Spotify. Fucking love you all. Big guest coming soon. I've already repeated myself again. But anyway, take it easy and peace.